Okay, so we're starting a completely new series today. And by we, I mean my very, very, very good friend, Allison McGuire and I, because we are trying something completely different than I've ever done. And I'm basically handing the reins over to Allison to ask all the questions that she wants to ask me from like this existential life coach, psychic medium channeling type place. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Okay, Allison, so I was thinking about doing this, and all the way over in Pennsylvania, you were sort of thinking about doing this after we saw Stutz. And then you text me and then I text you and here we are. So this is fun. Yeah, here we are. I mean, there's so much, there's so much out there, so much curiosity that I have. I know you have so much to be able to tap into and, you know, people have questions. So I'm excited. I'm excited too, because it was funny. You text me this morning. You're like, how do these questions sound? And I'm like, it, it For me, it's, and I've said this before, it's the forest for the trees. I'm too close to it to know what other people kind of are interested in. Like a lot of times I will talk about stuff and I think that it's normal knowledge. And like I was just on a podcast the other day and everyone was just like waiting on every word and like wide eyed. And to me, it's just very normal to know these things. And so I think that this is a great series and opportunity for us to dive into stuff that other people might want to know that that maybe I don't think about or that I haven't looked into. So I'm loving this. And, and we talked about even before we hit record today, we might turn this into its own podcast or show, depending on what people think about it. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd be curious too to hear like some feedback after people listen to it too, of like things that they're interested in hearing about and what people say like, you know, more of this, or I'm curious about that. I think that'll help too, just to feel out like where people's heads are with it and just get some feedback. So definitely leave some, some comments. Yes. Leave comments either, you know, here or email meredithwillis at gmail.com, like send us your questions. Like, and the way like we discussed it was, you know, where like Dolores Cannon, you know, she was tapping into someone else that was under, right, under hypnosis. Or if you see like Abraham Hicks, it's, she kind of goes into a trance. And I thought this was a great place to kind of broach that concept of tapping into the way that I, because if no, if you don't, if you don't know this and you're listening to this, I am a psychic medium channel, clairvoyant, psychic, yada, yada. And Allison and I meet and speak often. And so we go down crazy, amazing paths. And so often we get off the call and go, damn, why didn't we record that? (laughs) Because it was so good. A hundred percent. And I think that this is kind of our way of recording it, so to speak, where it's not personal about you necessarily. It's not necessarily personal about me, but we can still use that same energy and curiosity to answer some of these questions by way of tapping into the collective. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's so, there's so many things 
you know, we could probably do this for hours and hours and hours and come up with awesome content. So I'm psyched. So you came up with the questions and I am here to look around my brain in the room and everything to try to figure out where we're headed. So the ball's in your court. You are now, you are now the podcast host, so to speak, and I am at your mercy. So let's, I really didn't look at your questions too much because I want to be kind of spontaneous in the answers. Uh, So go for it. You're up. I love it. I love it. You give me the reins. Okay, cool. So I would say the first thing, the thing that kept coming up for me that I was really curious about, I think a lot of people are curious about is the idea of manifestation. The idea of manifestation is, I think, so intriguing in the, in the sense that it kind of blends like 3D with a spiritual side, with energy, with all of those things. And I think a lot of people are really attuned to it. So it's like a nice, um, I don't know, I think it's just a nice place to start. So I guess with that being said, when I think about manifestation, I think about, you know, imagine something and it appears, but when we're looking at manifestation and thinking about manifestation and what it really is, can you describe, I guess, just what manifestation actually is? So the really cool thing is I've gotten a lot of downloads about this exact topic over the last week. So of course it's perfect. And so I'm going to try and paint the picture. And I actually just talked about this a little bit on this podcast that I was just on the other day. So what they showed me the other morning when I was being delivered this message and it came channeled, I I am not necessarily interested in manifestation per se, but we're all manifesting all the time. So let's just put that out there. We're constantly, every minute, every second, we're manifesting. This podcast was manifested probably years ago, right? And so the way they described it is if you are standing on the period at the end of the sentence of the book that you've written prior to this very moment, So if you're standing on the period of the last word, the last sentence, the last thing that you have just done, the book to your left is filled with pictures and imagery and words and all the things that you've done in your past life and your current life. And it's all written there. And to the right of you are all blank, empty pages. Okay. And at any time you can decide to type out what you want it to be next. Otherwise known as like, let's say planning. This is where vision boards come into play. When you do a vision board, basically what you are doing is you are pre-illustrating the next chapters of your life. So it's a an opportunity to pre-illustrate, all right? When you put something on that board, let's say you put a horse, you wanna, you wanna own a horse, all right? You don't, worry about how you're going to get that horse. You just know you want it. And so the universe, yourself, your guides, all of the players in the world that are that are surrounding you are going to fill in the blanks until that horse appears. Or maybe on the way to the horse, you decide, I don't want the horse anymore. And so you maybe steer left or right. Okay. Maybe then you take the the horse off the vision board and you're like, yeah, I don't really want something I have to take care of every day. And that's the thing with manifestation is that we don't think of a pink elephant and it shows up in your bedroom. Thank God. You know, so so I loved where you said we have to live in this three-dimensional world 
even though we're using, you know, five dimensional, nine dimensional, whatever, all this quantum physics to make it appear. And so I'll give you an example of how this worked out for me this week, because it, it feels like the things in my life really give me an opportunity to understand things more completely. So a couple of days ago, when I got this channeled message, which was, you are writing your life. So get out ahead of it, so to speak, and write the life that you want. My friend has the manifestation book, um, Letha J, and she talks about the 369 method, which I believe when you're writing it and you're writing it, it's becoming more normal to you. It's an opportunity for the words, I am a millionaire, I am healthy, I have a beautiful family that loves and supports me. It helps you to integrate that energy into your body, into your subconscious, into your consciousness easier because you're living with it. You're living with it. You're living with the vision board. You're seeing the vision board. So what you're doing is, is you're incorporating it into your experience, into your sinew. And so now when you see the, the mansion on the board, it's not as foreign to you. Okay. So when I got this channeled message, I was like, okay, if I am writing my life, right? If I am writing this out before it happens, so I want to write the next sentence of my life is I am healed. My shoulder is healed. I have no more pain. I am completely healed. I am healed. And then I waited like, am I, am I healed? You know, move my arm around, right? Is it healed? Did I do it? How does it feel? Right. Did the magic happen? Am I, am I that person? Right. And I will say that inside of the space of repeating over and over and over again, I am healed, that I will say I was sleeping better on my shoulder. I was feeling better. I had a little bit more range of motion. But more importantly, what happened was there was space made inside of the week before that I made an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon that just, I had, I had it within my brain and I'm like, okay, I'm going to call and I'm going to make that appointment. And so a couple of days after the, I am healed moment where I'm writing this, you know, and I'm going to, magic's going to happen. The appointment was already set. And so I go to the orthopedic surgeon. She said, you have this, you can't even pronounce it in your joint. And they gave me a cortisone shot, which was not fun, just so we're all clear. And she said, see if that works for six weeks. And if it doesn't, you can come back for surgery. And so I started to pay attention. Okay, the timeline to it. How did that work? Am I actually healed? What is going on here? And so if I had made a vision board of a perfect shoulder, and I put that in my office, and I saw the perfect shoulder, would I question was my shoulder healed from me saying I am healed or or if I went to the orthopedic surgeon or I had surgery or or is the end game that my shoulder is healed, but we just don't know how we got there. We don't know how we're going to get there. And the fact that we are living in these three dimensional bodies, we need to understand that there are some rules, at least for right now. That's what I'm hearing. At least for right now, there are rules that we still have to adhere to that are important to being a three-dimensional human. You know, you wouldn't say, I want to go on spring break in Hawaii this, this spring and be irritated or pissed off that you couldn't time travel there. 
or that you couldn't teleport there. You would be really excited that maybe the airfare was discounted or it just worked out that you got the four seats for your family. You wouldn't be mad. You would just be glad that, yes, I am now in Hawaii on spring break. I think that's huge because I think most of the time people think that it's going to just be this magical thing, right? Like not that it can't have magical components to it, but that it's going to be this magical thing that happens and you don't have to be involved in it at all. So I love that so much. And that's really helpful, I think, to hear that not only is it something that you're participating in, but you're also you know, you can use breathy, regular life methods to get there. It's not, it doesn't have to be this unseen thing. So that's a really great dovetail into, you know, something else I've been thinking about, you know, so knowing that manifestation is real, it's quantum physics, it, it you know, it works. Why do you, like, what's the missing piece that so many people get wrong? What is that thing that's, that is, that people skip over or don't do, or like, what's, what's that like pain point of it that people are just not getting or, or have trouble, like have trouble moving through it. So I, I would say like, from my own perspective, the biggest block is faking it. For me to wallow in my shoulder is hurt. And then to expect it to not be hurt and saying, well, it's still hurt. So it doesn't work. This manifestation thing doesn't work. Or I, I don't have the millions. I just keep telling myself, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. Right. That's why when you listen to like Abraham Hicks, she talks about always keep $20 in your pocket so that you never feel broke. Right. It's about not wallowing in the is because you know where you are is you want to kind of send forth the energy of what you want. It's the fake it till you make it. It's the rose colored glasses. It's the, I'm going to own the energy before the energy even shows up. It's kind of like what I'm seeing in my head right now. When a kid goes to like undergrad college and, and they tell everybody that they're pre-med, right? And so they are like, owning pre-med. They're owning that they're going to go to this medical school. They can see the white coat. They know they have the listening thing around their neck, the stethoscope. Like they own being a doctor, right? That is taking ownership. And unless an opposite force is pushed on them, oh, wait, I think I want to be in business. I'm going to switch directions. They own being a doctor day one of freshman year. They own that. And unless something changes and they change their mind, they will continue in a forwardly motion of wanting to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. So recently we purchased a home that I had had my eyes on for three years. I used to go to this house. It was a, like, you know, no one lived there. And I would sit on this, this bridge and I would make TikToks and I would make videos and I would stare at windows and I would stare at the buildings. And I loved this place so much. My emotions were that I was in the position of taking up the space of this home. And I didn't even have it in my forethought that I would let her necessarily be able to buy it or that it would ever be for sale. 
but I owned that home in my heart, in my energy field before I ended up buying it November 4th of 2022. And so just like the freshman in college who goes in and they are pre-med, they are a doctor, they are owning, they are a basketball player, they are a ballerina, they are whatever it is. And that's why dreams are so important, dreaming of something, having your dreams alive and, and seeing them in your head. So to me, when you're talking about blocks, it's settling into what is instead of what you want it to be. And when you were saying too about when you were like, I was imagining you sitting next to the house and looking at it and just like being in it, like you were saying, you were just, you were owning the space energetically kind of what came to mind was that is so different than the grasping. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the grasping's over here and the just sitting in the energy and it just being it just being in flow, you're just with it. There was no, like, there was no resistance at all. In I that, didn't, even, in I didn't even think about how, how would I buy this house? Where would I get the money? How is it good? That wasn't even a part of my thought process. It was just pure love energy for the space. It was just pure ownership. I don't even know how to describe it. It just was what it was. It's like one thing I always think about is like when people really focus on externally, like this person is fat and that person is fat and this person is, and they focus on fat so much. And then all of a sudden they start gaining weight. It's like, yeah, because all you're focusing on is this thing. It's like when people say, I'm so fat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. And it's just like, no, you have fat. Are you fingernails? No, you are not fingernails any more than you are fat. <laughs> You know what I mean? And just like, stop focusing on these other things. Like, how about you focus on water or apples or going for a walk? Like, focus on the things that you want in your life instead of the things that you don't want in your life all the time. Or don't like, have. Yeah. Right, or don't have. Like, stop putting so much energy into the lack. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because if you put a vision board on there, something in your brain allows you to make a vision board that is so over the top. It's so like glamorous and glitzy and maybe there's sparkles in this big, crazy white farmhouse and horses and dogs and cats and chickens or a vacation to Tahiti. That seems fair because you're just wishing for it. You just want it, right? You can walk by it and high five it every day and be like, I see you. I see you, vision board. I see you. I see you and I match you, right? But if you fake it in the now, I own a farm. I I am healthy. People are like, how dare you? How do you, you don't own a farm. You you don't own an island. You don't, you're not thin. But there's no such thing as energy, time, or space, right? I mean, in time or space. So if I say I own a farm, you're just waiting for a reality to catch up. You're just waiting for the three-dimensional to keep up or catch up. And like, let's, now I'm going to throw it back up to the universe and say, I don't know how it's going to get here, but please, I, you know, I'm waiting for you to show up. Yeah. I don't know the steps, but... I don't know if it's going to be an orthopedic surgeon, surgery, shoulder, you know, a shot, or if I am miraculously going to be healed, who knows how it's going to happen. Yeah. 
what about like following the breadcrumbs? You know, because I think that's what you're talking about. I think the way I've always believed that manifestation works is that, you know, you get that pool, you get that feeling of do this next thing. And it's very positive. It's very like feels good. It's like, hmm, oh, maybe I should call that person or you run into someone or whatever. But those things don't necessarily happen when you're in a bad mood or you're, you know, kind of not in the flow, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like, how would you, how would you describe that part of it? Or like, is that, is that how you would describe it? I guess. So there's a couple of things and I want, I want to touch this really quick because with regard to the breadcrumbs. So the weekend that we bought the Island house, we have never one time at that point ever gone to Michigan without our kids Mm. at one time. And Jim had off work that weekend and the kids did not want to go. So normally I would have said, no, we're staying home. But he's like, well, why don't you see if you can get a sitter and just the two of us can go up? It was a totally random weekend. He wanted to get one more weekend of fishing in, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, even the day of, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I really don't feel like going to Michigan. And so he drove up from work. I drove up from our house and he calls me and I got about a half an hour more to my drive. And he goes, you're never going to believe this. The Island house is up for sale. Now it had been up for sale for two weeks. We of course had not seen it because we weren't driving by. We don't get alerts. Our you know realtor never told us nothing. Had we not gone up that exact weekend, because there were already offers written on it, we would have never bought the place. You know, so sometimes it's a nudge. Sometimes it's, a, like you said, an email or a phone call or running into somebody at Target or whatever, where all the pieces parts are lining up to get you to the end game. And so when we are in a in a state, an emotional state of negativity, of the negative voice in our head that says, don't, don't call them or, or don't say yes to going out with your friends or just stay home. And, you know, sometimes staying home is the right answer. It has a different energy to it. But I feel that when you are in a positive place and listening to your spirit, you feel those stepping stones show up in front of your feet where you're like, oh, that felt okay. Hold on a minute. Like this is kind of coming together. Like I wasn't expecting that. And then the email comes or, you know, someone says, Hey, I got a job or I have a, this or a that. And, or, Hey, you know, you want to lose weight. And all of a sudden your friend's like, you know, I'm going to start this new smoothie program or, Hey, you want to start working out with me or let's go for a walk on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever it is. And so these opportunities start showing up out of the blue because you have turned your head and you are now looking at a different direction. And what I'm seeing as soon as I say that is let's say you are on a weight loss journey. So this, we're going to, we're about to go science here. We're about to go psychology. So let's say on your vision board or in your mind's eye of what you want to do with your life is you want to have a healthy, physically thin, muscular physique, okay, or figure. Every time you walk by that, your brain checks into this ideal body type, okay? When you were eating bad, and maybe you still aren't eating healthy, 
But when you're in the, I don't have any goals energy, I have nothing that I want to manifest. You are not even checking in with the food you're putting in your mouth or the fact that you're not moving or the fact that you drink soda all day. Is it, that's, that's just a part of your reality. Now you have added in this new goal. You have added this to your vision board. Maybe you've done you know, the writing a manifestation journal where you're like, I want a healthy body. Now you have activated the part of your brain that is now going to start looking at, paying attention to, being in line with healthy, not healthy, healthy, not healthy, goal, no goal whatever it is. So your brain will start paying attention to the things that are out of alignment or in alignment with what is on your vision board, just by way of psychology, just by way of the way the brain works. We have already learned that if you wake up in the morning and say, my husband hates me, all day long, your brain will find things to tell you how smart you are and how right you are that, yes, your husband hates you, right? Turning on an antenna. Exactly. So if you wake up and every morning you say to yourself, God, universe, source, show me how good it can get, right? Like I told you, I saw that video. Or you know what? My husband loves the crap out of me. And then you see the dishes are put away or he made the bed or he didn't leave his socks in the middle of the floor today. Your brain will pick that up. Your brain is literally an algorithm. So it's constantly feeding you the stuff that tells you how smart you are, how right you are. And your brain is going to put you on the path that says you probably shouldn't eat that, you know, triple scoop hot fudge sundae. And you're going to, maybe you're just going to get one scoop, right? Because now you're paying attention and you're in line with, in focus with this goal oriented situation that you have for yourself. I you love the steering wheel. I love that. I also think when you're looking at that and thinking about that, right? Like it's like a focal point and then everything just kind of the stepping stones are there. And you are like, okay, well, of course I'm going to step on that, that next stone because it's right in front of me, but you can't see them if you're not looking at them. So I think the focus is really interesting. And what I'm being shown in this moment is now all of a sudden, so we, we know that emotions are like a magnet. Okay. And so when you have decided and you've you've placed this goal in your life of a healthy body or maybe you know $100,000 in your bank whatever it is right what happens is is that you turn on that energy that vortex inside of you that swirl inside of you of excitement and all of these these things that is now going to attract people that are healthy, that are going to the gym, that are making business deals. They always say like, who you hang out with is how much money you have. Who you hang out with is where you are at successfully. You don't see a lot of bodybuilders hanging out with people who are morbidly obese. Like it just, they're not going to want to eat the same things. They're not going to want to spend their, their free time doing the same things. It's just a little bit 
off kilter, right? And so you are actually attracting by way of this desire that you've placed inside it. So that goes back to like kind of law of attraction is you are now attracting the experiences and the people and the situations and the journals or whatever it maybe you're going to buy a Stanley cup and now you're going to drink your water out of your Stanley cup and you're going to drink 10 glasses of water a day instead of one glass of water a day. And, and then you didn't even know the Stanley cup existed, but here comes a friend with one and you like her pink Stanley cup. And now all of a sudden you incorporate more water, but you don't even realize ding, ding, ding. You don't even realize that that little tiny step of your friend bringing her Stanley cup that's pink into your car as you're going shopping and then inspires you to buy the cup is one of the stepping stones to getting to your goal. You have no idea unless you're consciously aware of, holy shit, I'm now drinking eight glasses of water a day. Something's happening. I didn't even realize I did it. And that's the thing that's so interesting is when you pay attention, you start seeing the Stanley Cup is actually the miracle. It's the universe. It's you. It's your higher self who her, your friend got that glass, her Stanley Cup, from her husband the night before as a pre-Valentine's Day gift because he knew she would like it for February because she likes the color. Like, this is how it works. And then she shows up in you and now you go out and you're going shopping anyway. So th- this is how the little tiny breadcrumbs work. And then she goes, yeah, actually, I'm kind of thinking about starting like a walking program, but God, I hate walking by myself. And then you go, I'll walk with you. And it comes out of your mouth. I'll walk with you. Right. And you didn't even mean to say it. And now you're roped into walking. And then all of a sudden it's been four weeks and you've walked 12 times. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I actually kind of like walking. I'm actually, you know, drinking eight, like eight glasses of water a day. And now all of a sudden you're down five pounds and you're feeling better and your jeans fit and you're like, what just happened? Do you think it's important to be aware of the, I call them like pings that you get or like the like mini manifestations, the breadcrumbs, the walkway, like the steps? Do you think it's like, do you think that's an important part of it or do you think it's enjoying it as a, an important part of it or is it more... You know, like, cause I feel like when I'm thinking, I'm thinking about everything you're saying and it's like, if you can be aware of that, it's fun. It's super fun. It's fun. And it's like a game almost, you know, it's like a game that you're playing in, like that you're in flow with, with energy, with the universe, with like all the pieces swirling around you. So like, you know, they always say, right. It's like the process, not the ending, but do you think it's important to be aware of that? I don't necessarily know that it's important. I think like you just mentioned, it's super fun. It's super fun to be a part of that magic. Example, yesterday, stupid one, but really cool. So I was driving to the bank and I wanted a piece of gum and I didn't have any gum. I didn't, I I wanted something that like, candy or gum or something. So I pull up in the guy that's working on our house. I pull up into his bank. This is not my bank. I never go to a bank ever because I can deposit checks and do all that on your phone, right? But this, I have to go to this bank. 
So I pull to the drive-thru and I'm talking to this girl and I'm having a lot of fun with her. Again, these are not my people. These are just someone that I'm completely wacko and always like to have fun and be nice and enjoy people's company. And so she comes back and she goes, all right, I made your deposit. I'm sending you back your receipt. She goes, and I have a gift for you because this is the way my life works out. And she put a sucker in the little container and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like who, who's 50 with no kids in the car and gets a sucker, right? And she sent this sucker. And so like, even inside of that little moment, as I'm sitting here right now, cause I didn't even think about it. It was like asked and answered, you know, so just, fast. but me being in a great mood and like normally writing a check or a couple checks would not put me in a good mood, but I was feeling wonderful being in her presence. I I was having fun enjoying her humanity and 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 having a nice interaction with her. And that blessed me with this this sucker. Like, you know, a lollipop, a, a dum-dum that was this big. But it doesn't matter. It's these little tiny things that when you show up as your higher self, your highest, highest, greatest self, and you're interacting. And and when I see these moments, to me, wherever to there, there am I, that's what Jesus said. What I think what he is really saying is, is when there's two people and they are inside of this space of love, there's an energy that is created that is almost like an atomic bomb of love. It's an atomic bomb of love where, where you're co-creating. That's what I love about what we're doing here on this podcast because of the fact that in this, this, what we're doing here is there's so much love for answers and helping people that it has to be good. It it has to be successful, even if it just reaches a few people to change lives because it's being done with such pure intent to just change the world. And inside that moment of that interaction between me and the gal at the bank, it was just like, I just wanted to share a laugh with her and a smile with her and make her feel good because she's in this bank and I'm writing a check and it is what it is. And so let's enjoy each other. And, and then a sucker appeared, you know, did I tell you what happened to me the other day talking about manifestation and wherever there's two, there is one, there am I. Did I tell you what happened to me the other day at the fundraiser, the trivia night? Uh, I don't think, I don't think so. So we go to this trivia night. What you dressed up at? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's a whole nother thing. So <laughs> we, it was a costume party trivia night for the historic society. And so you buy the raffle tickets and you can put the raffle tickets and there was like a bunch of like rosé or beer or these arts and all this stuff. I didn't want any of it. Right. But I wanted to buy the raffle tickets. And they said, well, we also have this 50 50. So you can put your raffle tickets in the 50 50. Instead, I said, perfect. I'm going to put all the raffle tickets in the 50 50. And if you know me, you know, I'm kind of an asshole. And so as soon as I get back to my table, I said, when I win the 50 50, I need you all to prepare yourself I am not donating it back. I'm keeping all the money. So don't ask me to donate it back. Okay. So inside of that conversation, I've already won because I'm already pissed off and I'm already giving people shit about winning. I've already won the money and I'm, and I have attitude about it. Right. 
So yeah, now you, I'm co- you took all the deflections off the table. You were like, so this is what's going to happen. This is what's happening. So now I've got everybody at the table laughing and saying, oh, yeah, I wouldn't donate it back. Screw that. You keep all that money. Now, mind you, the president of the entire organization is at the table with me and she's still like, yeah, don't donate it back. Keep all of it. Right. <laughs> so now I've got other people involved in me winning everyone's having this conversation about how I'm going to win the money and be a turd and not donate one nickel of it back. Right. I won. I knew it. And as you are saying this, I can't even, cause this is hilarious. We were at the school fundraiser over the summer mm-hmm. and they were giving, doing all these prizes and, you know, we were there and the kids were like, why are we winning? Why are we winning? We didn't win any of the things. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, don't worry. We're going to win the 50, 50. We're going to win the 50, 50. Don't worry. That's, that's a lot of money. We're going to win the 50, 50. It's going to be great. And they were like, Oh, we're going to win the 50, 50. And they stood there, start going around telling everybody. And then, and then what did they say? Uh, did we win it yet? Like they're, they're in it. They are, they are bought in. We won the 50, 50. <laughs> I tell you, you are co-creating. So you guys are like bringing the more energy and bringing the more energy. And now everyone's having so much fun with it and having so much fun with it and laughing. And you're like telling the angels, like, look how fun this is. Like, this is easy stuff. And what's so crazy is a, a couple of weeks before we bought the Island house, my friends and I, we were sitting on their, in their backyard, which faces the island house. Like it's literally just a few like hundred yards from the island. And we were sitting over there talking about how we're going to develop it and what we're going to do to it and how it's going to be like, we already owned it. And I'm like, I'm not developing it. Like, I'm like, I told him I am not developing it. If I buy that, I am not developed. I'm keeping it exactly the way it is and maybe doing a little of this and that to it. But I had already owned it, even though my brain, my three-dimensional logical brain had no idea that my subconscious and my angels and the universe were like, right, we know. And at the exact same time, the family is praying for owners to take over it and not develop it and keep it the same. Everyone was co-creating. And when when I won my 50-50, by the way, the table behind me said, you should donate it back. I go, oh no, we've already cleared that up. I will not be <laughs> donating it back. But I did, I did donate back a hundred dollars of it. But like, I was just, I knew that people were going to say, donate it back. It was like, I'm going to get ahead of you on this manifestation because I know it's going to be this way. And I know you're going to say that. And that's just the way that it is. Yeah, clear the air. So as you're saying that, something that's coming to my mind is do manifestations that come through or things that we want to manifest always have to be for our highest and best good? Or are we able to manifest things that aren't good for us? And I get this a lot. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, I want $100,000, right? I need $100,000. And then our ego jumps in and goes, but I don't want anyone to die so I can get that, right? We always fear like, I want $100,000, but I don't want it to be because my mom died and then she left me the money and then I got my $100,000 and now I'm pissed. Or I want to lose the weight, but I don't want to do it because of the fact that I get cancer and then I lose weight or I have to have a leg amputated. I want to do it the right way. 
Yeah. And so I feel as if that fear that comes in, which I always like, like, that's the ego, that's the devil, that's the liar. That's the thing that's trying to keep you. I'm seeing in this moment very clearly is that that, but dot, dot, dot is the ego is the liar that's saying, you know what? You probably shouldn't play with this really fun, delicious spiritual energy. Stay small in the three-dimensional with me. It's okay. You just stay small. Don't have any hopes and dreams. We're going to make you afraid of wishing and wanting because it could go badly for you. So as soon as I'm sitting in that, it's very, very clear the but that I'm afraid has nothing to do with manifestation that is actually rooted in the three-dimensional of fear and worry and, you know, the voice, the devil, the liar, whatever you want to call it. So inside of this very moment, what I'm hearing is, is fear nothing. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. We'll intervene. They're like, we'll inter like, it'd be like right now, I'm like, okay, I want a pink elephant in my bedroom right now. And my angels are like, have you lost your damn mind? Do you know what that will do to your room? How are you going to get it out the door? So what they're showing me in this moment is, is don't worry, we'll intervene. Like, I really, really want to go to Hawaii, right? And, but maybe that's not a part of my proper journey. So now I can't find tickets. I miss my flight, you know, so on and so forth. So like when people are like, oh, I had this fear that I shouldn't get on the plane, my thing that I always say is your guides would make it so that you couldn't get on the plane. You wouldn't just maybe necessarily get that. I shouldn't get on the plane. Fear, fear nine times out of 10, 99 points percent. I would say, don't listen to it. They will make sure you don't get on that plane. They will make sure a pink elephant doesn't show up in your bedroom while you're on a zoom. They will make sure that, that you have clarity that you have clarity. It's like how many women I talked to and they're like, I knew on my wedding day, I shouldn't have gotten married. You knew, you just didn't listen to it. You knew that this was not for you, but you listened to the fear of, but my family will be so mad, but I'll look like an idiot, but, but, but. And so you knew, but you didn't listen. You knew that you were like, should have made that email, you know, like you were seeing the stepping stones of don't do this, but you didn't listen to that gut. You listened to the fear of, but my family will be mad, mm -hmm. you know? So and would you, would you say too, that like, I guess my, my sort of belief, and I'm curious to hear what you think about this, like in regards to kind of like getting messages in direction and stuff like that, like you say, you know, don't listen to the fear but listen to your gut. I'm always kind of of the sense that your messages come not in a fear space, which, you know, maybe this is just me reiterating what you're saying, but like not necessarily in a fear space, but they'll come in almost like a redirection or like you said, like something on the outside, just it won't work. Not necessarily like, oh, you know, that's scary. So I'm not going to do it. And they're, and that's how they're showing me. Like they're not going to show you through fear. Right. That's how, that I, how you see it. Yeah, that's how I see it. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, we had put a um, offer on a house and we were at our best and final. Right. And I was really I gave myself a couple hours to be upset about it. But then I remembered 
No is an answer to a prayer. You don't even remember the prayer you had three years ago pining over the island house. And if you get this house, you cannot have the island house. So we are going to intervene and put this just enough out of your reach that you don't get it. So after I you know, was upset of not getting the house that we wanted, I said, no, you are being saved from something. No is an answer to a prayer. And the reason no is an answer to a prayer is because you have something that you want even more that you might not even realize is attainable. I always say, you know, like if someone would have said to me, you're going to have a top 1.5% podcast in the whole world. You're going to have over a million followers. Six months ago, I said, what? are you crazy? Shit. I have like, I don't know, 12,000 followers or something on you know Instagram and Facebook. There's no way I'm going to get to over a half a million. That's stupid. You can't dream big enough. You can't dream big enough. So I dreamt and I said, I want that house over there. And my higher self says, bitch, you're going to buy an island. (laughs) You know, know, you're going to buy a place where people are going to go and heal and spend time together as a family and connect people from all over the world over this crazy ass property. And you want that? You want that? You don't want that. Because I know your dreams are bigger. You think you want that, but we know more. Mm-hmm. We, have the, we have the bigger picture. And I know you've dealt with that recently, is that you wanted that. And they're going, girl, please. You want that? You want that. You thought you wanted this, but we know more. You know, And sometimes that's really difficult to understand or comprehend that there really are entities and energies. And I honestly believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, the only reason that I have ever been given the gift of mediumship is to truly understand and comprehend that there is life after death. I had to touch the stove with my hand and say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will die for this information. I know it's real because I'm not an asshole. I don't put on mascara and get on the phone with someone to fake it till I make it. That's not my deal. And so I know I will die for the information and the understanding and the clarity and the facts and truth that we are never ending, omnipotent, you know, beings that never die. And I know that. And since I know that, I also know that there are other omnipotent beings that are infinite that are also working with us because who the hell else am I talking to an appointment? I'm not this smart, right? And so I know because of my own, you know, what's the word? I'm I'm humble, but that's not the word. Myself, I know who I am. That, that this information is not coming from me, you see? And so because of that, I know that there are energetic beings constantly working for our greatest good. And so the faster and the more complete that you can lean into complete and utter faith and trust that if you can set these manifestation goals and if you let go and lean into 
the power of desire and love and co-creation and the process and the breadcrumbs that your life will be more amazing than you can even dream of. Because you had a dream coming into this world. You had a dream coming into this experience of things that you wanted to get out of it. And I know from, from my own space is that the minute I said, I am 100% and it is the scariest thing I have ever said, I am 100% giving my life to God, to source. I'm, I'm just, all bets are off. I am done controlling shit. Ever since that moment, which there was fear, right? I'm giving myself to God. And then you hear, but what if I have to divorce my husband and leave my kids and be homeless? And what if that's a part of it? That all came up, you know, because I am human, right? So I have fears. Once I said, you know what, if that's part of it, I'm I'm here for that too. Because I don't really believe that that our higher self wants us to suffer. You know, how good am I going to be if I'm starving and homeless and going through a, a divorce and, and not, not having my kids? How good am I going to be for serving the people around me? I'm going to be preoccupied with my own problems. And so many years ago, I decided... All bets are off. I'm giving my entire existence over to God, whatever that means, whatever it looks like. So when the whispers come and the breadcrumbs come and the, like when we bought this, I have, I have not really any idea where we're supposed to come up with the money for the island house, right? How am I going to pay for it? How am I going to finish fixing it up? I just knew that it was, it had to happen. There was no discussion for either my husband or myself. We had like vague ideas of how it was going to work out. And yesterday was a rough day as far as like figuring it all out. But I just keep telling myself, it'll work out. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't need to know every twist and turn on how to get to Florida. I just know that if I put it in the GPS, they will get me there. And so when it comes to manifestation, sometimes you just have to put the picture of the mansion on the wall or write, I live in a mansion. I live in a mansion. I live in a mansion and go, I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I do have to live in this three-dimensional body, but I'm going to get there. Mm -hmm. That's why I think experience is so important. That's why I really believe that a lot of things on social media and the internet and movies and TVs and, and seeing you know, the beauty of Bora Bora or seeing the beauty of this or that or things that catch our attention. And we are literally called to the attention of certain things that are the frequency is matching ours. Not everyone wants to go to Bora Bora. A lot of people don't give a shit. But if there's something that's calling to you in that experience, uh oh, that touched me. Wanting to go to Fiji touched me for some reason. Okay, that's some, a frequency that lives inside of me that maybe that's something that I'm interested in. But I didn't know that until I saw it on social media or on a commercial. So as we are, you know, more stuff is introduced to our experience, which goes back to the people that we hang around. I used to think a million dollars was so much money, totally unattainable. But yet, like now it's like I see so many millionaires around me, it's becoming more normal 
So it seems less scary. It seems more attainable. These types of weird things that I never would have dreamed possible. It was just a few short years ago, I was making 12 bucks an hour, you know? And so as you are allowed different experiences into your space, which goes back to the theory of say yes to everything, go show up, go do stuff. Cause it's bringing more things towards you. Yeah. And what I keep thinking about as you're talking to is like following your gut. I think like a huge part of manifestation and just enjoyment of life in general is this idea about following your gut, following your authentic path, following those pings and not letting fear get in the way. Like you talk about fear versus love all the time, which I think is a huge piece, like just such a basic moment to moment check on like, like, am I follow? you know, like you said, put it in the GPS. It's like, am I following the, you know, where it's telling me to turn here or am I just blowing through the turn? So when you look at that and when you think about, you know, following the pings, following your gut, people's fear of doing that and like why we get so off track. Like, what do you think is the reason that so many people don't? I mean, is it just pure fear? Is it just like, is it that they're not able to have faith? Like, what do you see there? What do you think is the hardest thing for people to kind of break through in that? So when I get most frustrated with seeing things like on social media, usually it's people saying things like, I can't, or you don't understand things like that don't work out for me. And I'm like, you know, like you speak it and so it is, right? Right. So finish your sentence with, and so it is. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never be a millionaire and so it is. Right. I will never have, you know, pure freedom and be able to travel and so it is. And so I would say the biggest block to people not getting to the place that they want to be and and owning manifestation as something that's theirs. Again, this goes back to people believing that this is hocus pocus, right? They believe that it's going to poof. I want a mansion. I'm going to go downstairs, check the mail. There's going to be a title to the house down the street. That's not how this is working. We are meant to be in a three-dimensional space, right? But when you go with your gut... For example, yesterday I was having a hard time. I'm sitting at the island house and it was like, you should just sell it. This is so bad. And I just said, no, calm that voice in my head down. And then all of a sudden it was like, all you have to do is jack up the back of that house. All you got to do is seal that with this so-and-so. All you need to do is finish the bathroom and the floors. And then everything's going to start working out. When I decided to get present instead of, but what if, but what about, but, so when it starts with the word, but, you know, in your mind's eye, recognize who's saying that, is that your logical head, your ego showing up and giving you all the reasons why you should panic? Or if you get really present and you go, is everything okay? And getting down in your hips and getting down in your legs and being present and I'll do this a lot of times when I start to do, you know, in the head thing, thinking and thinking and worrying and thinking. And I go, dude, and it's literally this in my head, dude, nothing's wrong. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, nothing's wrong. Your kids are alive. Your husband's alive. 
you paid your bills. And there's some people that are going to be listening to this and go, yeah, but my kid's not alive and my husband's not alive. You know, and so you have to have grace for the challenges that everyone's facing. And because we are all going to go through those things, but inside of the is of the problem, of the difficulty, of the thing that you need to heal, of the thing that you need to go through is recognizing, okay, I'm having a hard time. I am stressed. I am sad. But when I get present, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. When all said and done, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think the biggest challenge is people believing that this is some sort of magic. And if I were to say, if it's anything, it's just setting goals in your life for something that you want. You know, no one's going to hit a sales goal of $100,000 a year if you don't first kind of put that out there. Right? You have to put that out there. I, I had a client. She's, I think she's 13 or 14. And we were working on swimming goals. She's a swimmer. And she said, I'm not going to beat that. I'm not going to beat that time. And I said, okay, what do you normally swim it in? And let's say it's 20 seconds. And I said, okay, so do you think you could do it in 21 seconds? That's, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so now something that you just said you couldn't do, you just did in your head. And what do you think you could do it in 22 seconds? That's just, just a little bit faster. And she's like, well, yeah. And I go, okay, you just broke your record. Yeah. I go well, a second yeah. ago, you couldn't break your record. And now all of a sudden we just went to the space of you breaking your record. Now all of a sudden it's possible. So now you look up and it says 18 seconds, you know, or whatever, however that works. Actually would have been from 22 to 20 and because she has to swim faster. And so it's like, it, sometimes it just needs to be incremental. Sometimes you just have to eat the elephant one bite at a time yeah. and go, all right, I'm not going to lose, you know, like it goes back to the weight loss because it's, and I'm sure they're bringing this to my attention because of the three dimensional bodies that we live in. And sometimes that can be complicated because we're in it, we're in the body. And, and so like, sometimes you just have to go, well, I can lose one pound this week. You know, I can, I can, I can do that. I can eat one more salad than I normally eat. I can drink one more glass of water and one less glass of wine. Yeah. So sometimes it's just little tiny edits of your life that bring about the end result. Again, taking the detour on the way to Florida, you're still getting there. You just might need to like kind of tweak it a little bit. Yeah, and that's the way that it works is 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 little edits, little tweaks, little things that happen that you make the changes that you don't even realize that it's happening. But a lot of times. And I, I think that's what's so great about social media, like there's this gal I follow, I think she's 55 and she's like her body is insane. She's like hanging from gym equipment, doing the splits and, you know, legs over her head and. You know, she's she's literally shredded and she's like, when I started this five years ago, I could barely walk a mile. Yeah. And it's, it's just slow like, and then fast, right? Like, yeah, 
slow, slow, and then fast. It's like that hockey stick. Like if you looked at a, like a chart, right. It's like, it starts out slow. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. And they also say what you can, people tend to overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in three or something like that. Right. Like they basically say, if you look at the stats, you can literally, literally do absolutely anything in five years, which is amazing. So I think like, I think what you're saying about the steps makes so much sense. And I think that's also probably like a really common misconception is that there's no middle point that there's just like the beginning and the end. There's nothing in the middle, which I think is kind of like where you're going with that is like, no, there's, it's not like exactly like you don't teleport to at least yet. Right. You don't teleport to to Hawaii, you know, you expect to get on a plane. Well, it's funny. Cause my husband, I think he talks to, like, He's told me about it and I'm I'm going to, I don't know if the numbers are right, but he tells our kids it takes 10,000 hours to be a master of something. So 10,000 hours of playing a piano, 10,000 hours of practicing football or practicing hockey. It goes back to Wayne Gretzky. You miss every shot you don't take, you know? And so you need to remember when you're manifesting, you need to keep taking the shots. You need to understand that we are living in a three-dimensional world And so you have to take the shots. You have to show up. You can't just sit in bed all day and expect these things to happen. You have to participate, you know, and and it'll, it'll work itself out. To me, the biggest obstacle manifestation is believing it's not for you. Mm -hmm. I almost wish there was a different word for it. There's that stat too, where they say it was like uh, people were shooting basketballs, right? And they shot basketballs, whatever. They got averaged four out of 10. They thought about shooting the basketballs. There was one group that thought about it. There was one group that actually shot the basketballs in practice. One person, you know, one group that did nothing. But at the end of the day, the group that practiced, I think, ended up getting seven out of 10. The group that did nothing did worse. (laughs) And then the group that only imagined it, but never practiced, I think got six or seven, right? So there's science behind it. It's not, it's not you know, something just poof magical. It is something that happens in the universe, in our energy, in our brains, wherever it is. Yeah. And have fun with it. Co-create with a friend, co-create with your partner, co-create with, with your manifestation journal or whatever the thing is that you can feed energy into with fun and people that are going to support your excitement and your goals and have fun with it. You know, dream it into existence. The iPhone was dreamt. The computer was dreamt up. You know, like that's the thing that we need to remember escalators and elevators and Ferris wheels. And, you know, all of these things, this, this, the line that they're building, I think it's in Dubai of this linear housing place. That's like millions of miles long. I look into this thing called the line. It's, it's mind blowing. These things were imagined. And now they're coming into existence. You know, all of these things started off as a dream. And you say, well, that's not for me. Microsoft, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, started off in someone's garage. You know, so the limited belief of that's not for me. Look at all of these athletes that are, you know, from poor countries or from underserved neighborhoods or, you know, the Michael Jordan who didn't even make his freshman basketball team and then became the one of the world's greatest basketball players of all time. 
if he would have sat there and said, you know, this isn't for me. I want it, but yeah, I'm not going to try out. I'm not going to practice. You know, you're going to miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And so we need to be active participants. We are meant to be three-dimensional. And and we're not meant to just go downstairs in the mailbox and find, you know, a a deed to a million-dollar house. We need to show up. We need to have goals. We need to implement them. We need to follow the breadcrumbs and recognize when we do have those limiting beliefs and those fears and pay attention like, oh, wait, this is a limiting belief. This is trying to put me in a state of fear. This is taking me outside of my the frequency that I want to be in. Yeah. And having fun along the way too, not just waiting to have fun until you get to the end, Have having fun at each one of those little magical points. Yeah. I just did a video on TikTok about that. I said, there's no end game. I loved that video, by the way. Everyone should go watch that video. It's got like a million views on it already, maybe more. But because people are like, yeah, there's an end game. You die. No, you don't. Yeah, nothing truer was ever spoken, you know, like the, the I think the message that you give there is like one of the ultimate truths of life. There's no end game. People are like, when I get a million dollars, that's the end game. I'm like, so as soon as you get that million dollars, what you're saying is, is you're not going to go buy anything with it. Yeah, you are. Because there's no fucking end game. You're going to want the house. You're going to want to buy the Lamborghini. You're going to want to go on the vacation. There's no end game. You're always going to be in a space of wanting and desiring and creating and bringing more to you and being excited about life. People are like, well, my end game is Jesus Christ. Okay, so you're not going to commune with him? There's no end game. As soon as you have Jesus Christ in your life, you're still going to have conversations with them. There's no end game. There's, it never ends. You are infinite. So don't wait for it to be happy was like my biggest message that I got out of that, out of what you said. So don't, cause we put all these pieces on, I'll be happy when which I think was your message. Healing fantasy. Yeah. Be happy now. I did a meditation this morning and it was about, you know, see yourself in 10 years, see yourself at the end of your life. What are you most proud of and excited of? about. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, all these things. And what it boils down to is a bunch of little moments that are the tiniest little moments. And none of them are moving mountains or, you know, selling $5 million houses or selling businesses, or, you know, it's like having that, that quiet time where you're really connecting with your child or have an experience of, of taking a vacation with your husband or whatever, just like these seemingly tiny little spaces because it's all the in-betweens. And I, so I just, I loved that video so much that you did. I was like, Oh, I feel like I should watch this <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's <laughs> so fun. Well, this has been so fun. So fun. I love, I love being able to kind of just go. And not having to like come up with the topic and like feedback. And I think that we should definitely do this again. Yeah, I would love to. And I'd be, I would love to hear like other people's suggestions again, just on like, what's interesting. What do you have questions about? I mean, I could ask a million questions because I'm super curious. So we can, we can go with that. Well, I say we do this again next week and we'll just keep doing it until we figure out what we're doing here. Yeah. We'll follow the breadcrumbs. I follow the breadcrumbs. See what happens. See, we're going to manifest a TV show. I'm here for that. 
I could be, I could be on TV. We could do it. We could do a special on this. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate you. If anyone's interested in sending this to anyone out in the stratosphere that might be interested in manifestation, we appreciate that. And we will see you back here next week. I'm ready for this, Allison. Thanks. Are you coming back with me? Here we go. All righty. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.